You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of the hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Andrew Hovecamp. Don't like the order, but how's it going, guys? Kevin Reynolds. Reunited and it feels so good. And the Jacob. Nope. What's... I like that. What's up? I'm back. Jacob's back. He is... Uh, I'm back in yeah. the saddle again. And he's eating tacos. That's... <laughs> hey, it's my anniversary and my fiance <laughs> is traveling. So she's like, go get yourself some Taco Bell on me. And I was like, okay. Nice. Nice work. That's my anniversary. Yep. Also... Let it be known. <laughs> Pretty did not lose anything on the punishment wheel. He just got Taco Bell. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> right. going to be eating. Uh, last last episode, I lost uh, an argument to Kevin, which I still think I won. Um, but I have chosen from the punishment grid, and I'm going to eat three bowls of Captain <laughs> Crunch in one sitting. Uh, there's so many bowls. Um, so... One... <laughs> No, uh, I made it hard for everyone. Um, so many bleeding gums. You're going to have to um, go to the dentist so tomorrow. So it's, it's, it's Cap'n Pr- Crunch berries. Um, I wanted to get the peanut butter, but uh, Lauren doesn't like peanut butter. So um, I got the berries one, and she's already eaten a bowl with uh, as well. So she's very excited I mean, for this. If you're going to have to eat... a little bit... Go ahead. I was just going to say, if you're going to have to eat Captain Cap'n Crunch, at least... The berry one is the more tolerable of the Captain Crunches. I was going to say, the real punishment would be original flavor because that's the one that really gets at your gums. I was going to wait till he finished the third bowl and then tell him that what he did does not fulfill the the punishment. Uh, You want to see the bowl? I'm not going to tilt my bowl up to the camera like Kevin does with Moonshine. Um, Just just wet. When you're finished and it's just a pool of milk, just show us. By turning it sideways. Yeah. Yeah. So flavor notes there, it's it's corn and it's sugar <laughs> um, and it's crunchy and my gums are already bleeding a little bit. So um, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to eat on this a little bit uh, and also drink my bourbon. So instead of having a nice bourbon uh, tonight because I'm I'm eating Captain Crunch the whole time as well. I have decided to uh, open up my bottle of Old Tub. Uh, it is made by Jim Bean. <laughs> Old tub. It's about $20. It's a bottled and bond, so it's four years old, 100 proof. Um, it's unfiltered. So uh, it, it's, it's, it's an, it pays homage to kind of the old ways of making bourbon. It's fine. It's, 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 it drinks a little hot. The alcohol taste is pretty high. I mean, it's, 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 it's not the best bourbon in the world. It's kind of harder to find. Not everyone carries it, but um, it's not bad. It's not bad, but I, I decided not to break out anything good to mix with my delicious cereal kevin how's it drinking how's it pair with the crunch so the, the um, fruit nodes of the cap'n bring out the yeah fruit, it, uh, the, the fruity you know the the cap'n. cherry the cherry cap'n. oak notes are really enhancing the corn sugar that's that's for sure excellent excellent well i'm having something much better than that um I, uh, I I have like a, I was telling these guys it's it's about nine o'clock at night when we're starting I've got a very early morning meeting so I was gonna take it easy tonight and then decided not to so um, I'm having the um, George Remus which is a phenomenal bourbon this is a barrel pick from a local liquor store it's a straight bourbon whiskey uh, cask strength so I'm drinking 
119.9 proof George Remus uh, bourbon to start um, this evening. What was that and, proof? Uh, 119.9. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's high. quite high. But I'll tell you what, this is Remus is always good. Um, it's up, it's upwards in that north of fifty dollar range, but it is always an excellent choice, um, and and I'm really really enjoying it tonight. So. Uh, I am, in fact, happy to be here. Hove, what are you sipping on? So the other uh, the other day, I was on my way back, and I swung by Total Wine. Um, this is where I found the Eagle Rare, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll swing by and find another, you know, something like that that is at least, you know, sold at retail and get lucky or what have you. Um, I did not. There was nothing that I found that was exciting. But I was like, I came here for bourbon, and damn it if I'm not going to leave with some bourbon. So I was intrigued enough to pick up a very reasonably be priced, reasonably priced noble oak. Mm. Um, it is a double oak bourbon. It's actually um, an in, distilled in Indiana. So I think this might be the mm-hmm. first time I'm not drinking Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey on this podcast, to which I apologize to everybody that was counting on me to be the last man standing with the only bourbons uh, from Kentucky. But um, I... I'm intrigued by the double oak. Um, I, I had that old Forester. Woodford double oak is amazing. It's a thing that's happening a lot more in bourbon. This was reasonably priced. It was like 25 30 bucks, And uh, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, it is finished with sherry oak staves, so gets a little bit extra oaky in there. Uh, but it tastes like a very reasonably priced bourbon that they did something to make it taste a little better with then. So... I wouldn't break, I would say it's accurately priced. I wouldn't say this is a run and go get it thing. It's sort of like a decent bourbon was finished a little bit more interestingly. I've had that and I felt the exact same way when, after I, after I opened that bottle and I think finished that bottle some time later thought, I don't know that I'll ever buy that again, but I'm not mad about buying it this time. So it was appropriately priced and fine. Uh, but pretty, I uh, believe we kick it to uh, Old Forester hour. Yeah, no, actually not. I have, uh, in my absence, my, um, uh, my, uh, what you call it? Um, bourbon? Yeah. No, in my, in my, <laughs> in my absence, I have uh, upped my bourbon game. And actually tonight I am sipping on Henry McKenna 10 year nice. single barrel bottled in bond. Okay. Okay. Respect. Uh, I, I heard some cubes rattling around. The respect has been lowered. Mm. Uh, it's respect. not cubes. It is a singular uh, ice rock. So just to chill the bourbon, doesn't dilute it, just chills it. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I actually um, <laughs> shout out to I mean, Chuck Pretty for that one because I kind of swiped it from uh, from his collection. Or Chuck Pretty, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let that completely slide. It doesn't dilute it. As much or as quickly as ice, but anytime no, no, you no. add any a, amount of water into it, it's no, going no, no. To it's it's it. not. It, sorry, I, I misspoke. It's it's one of those like chilling stones, like okay, like a That's stone. Different. It's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said ice rock, and I meant like whatever cold stones or whatever. Because as we've covered on this podcast, rocks is often a term used to describe ice. Truth. When you put it in bourbon, that so is very true. Make sure you come here for the bourbon <laughs> trivia. Fun facts, bourbon fun facts, all day Or a bourbon podcast that sometimes does other stuff. Flynn, what are those other things tonight? Oh, sorry, yeah. he's got a mouthful of Cap'n Crunch. He had uh, to, had I, to finish I the crunch. I finished my first bowl. I've decided... Oh, he is crushing through. I know, I know. I've, what I've done, I've, I've decided oh, to power through What, did you grab bowls. one of Declan's bowls? 
No, it's a legit bull. Um, and, and, and so I've, I've decided to power through three bulls. So the first one is done um, at some point uh, near in the near future. I'll pour another one and power through it as well. Um, but it's kind of like playing uh, Mario Kart when you're drinking beer it's in, and you have to finish the beer. I've, I've employed the strategy the of chug the, chug the beer so that I can then play video games instead of going back and forth. So um, That was always my favorite game to play because I would just chug beer faster than everybody else and then drive better than them. Yep. I'm yep. just picturing Flynn's mouth bleeding as he's then pouring in high proof whiskey and it stings and he's it having does, a bad night. It does have an extra burn on the roof of my mouth, I would tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um it's, it it's, just it, slowly it, flakes away the roof of your mouth with every bite. It does. Bite. It does. You have yeah. three, three bowls, bowls in one night. That's yeah. going to be tough. I'm, I'm one down, and uh, I'm full, so this is unfortunate. Uh, uh, so <laughs> I'm old, and uh, eating eating this much cereal at night is not going to be good. Um, so tonight, we're going to have two segments for you. It's going to be an eight simple rules, and then we're going to go into a this podcast is rank. So, Hove Camp, would you like to introduce eight simple rules? One, two. Uh, sure. You know, I might as well. Um, we like, uh, well, I feel like Kevin really likes Kaylee Cuoco, but you know, we love the, the show eight simple rules. So we decided to make eight simple rules. The, the show, the segment, we've done it a few times. It is a show, eight simple rules for dating your teenage daughter. Um, but this eight simple rules, we just essentially come through. Everyone puts up a rule that they think these are generally unwritten rules that we are now writing down to make whatever the topic is better for you. Um, so we've got some holidays coming up, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year. It's just a time that a lot of you guys are probably spending with family, um, going to different events and things with friends. Uh, and it can be, you know, stressful, not stressful, whatever. Um, but with Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, Kevin, you did write in here, pause for a ball, bah humbug. Would you like to do bah that humbug. now? Bah humbug. Um, so it's coming up. It's coming up. You can't stop it. Uh, Kevin and I have tried. We looked into it. Uh, it, it did not work. Um, Kevin has obviously been fighting this whole thing called time much longer than I have. So, uh, he was able to, Kevin is father me time <laughs> that we cannot in fact stop this year's Christmas. Um, you know, feast of St. Francis Xavier also coming up. Go tigers. Go tigers. Um, but I'm not, I'm not even going to talk about the birth of, I don't even know who that is. So, um, there's expectations, there's rules that need to be written down. And uh, we're going to write them down for you. So to kick things off, is it say in the show sheet who's going first? It says I go first. You're doing first. a that really like bang just... up job here. You're doing <laughs> a fantastic like I just job. To... Clearly, why do I, write, I, don't why read... do I write you an intro? I don't like to read the script. I like to go with it. You don't have to read the script. You could have just said what you wanted to but say. Then I just look at the script and I'm like, Kevin put this. Kevin worked hard. I should at least throw him a bone. Kevin um, didn't work hard. Exactly. Kevin wrote so. It. Um, oh so I'm going to put myself going third and we'll go Flynn, Kevin, Hofkamp, camp pretty. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Excellent. Um, okay. So it's the holiday season and, and you know, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm to the, to the level of hope or of hope camping Kevin on bah humbug, but you know, I, I don't love Christmas decorations or anything like that. I like, I like Thanksgiving somewhat. Um, Mainly because of uh, being able to be around family and stuff like that. But 
I feel very strongly about a few things, um, and the first one, and I think that this is is a hundred percent necessary to say, especially to one person on this podcast, that the movie A Christmas Story is only acceptable to play, be played in the background of family gatherings on only December twenty fifth, and you should never sit down and watch it. It is not a good movie. Uh, it is. It is a. It, what I consider a cult classic, but that everyone seems to enjoy, it's it's just not good. Um, and it's only acceptable to be, be played in the background. If you want to put it on the background because you're talking to family or whatever, eating, fine. But I'm never going to sit down and watch it with anybody. Uh, it should only be on in the background. I was under the impression that these were rules, not hot takes of insanity. Yeah, I think this is extremely specific and obviously targeted. It's a rule. Um, it's a rule. Sounds like the, it sounds like a Netflix special. It's a rule. It's special. a rule now. <laughs> you can't play it. It's apparently a rule. You're only allowed to watch the Christmas story if it's on in the background at a family gathering or something. Yep. You're not allowed to sit down and watch it on purpose in its entirety. That's Who's the rule. Who's targeted at? Hmm? You. Why me? Uh, I don't know if you know this, you. Pretty, but you were once a member of the the musical A Christmas Story. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I'm well aware, well aware. Uh, three years, what? thank you very much. You own many no. leg lamps. Yeah. Uh, no. You own a contrary shot glass po- with a leg lamp. Yeah, but contrary to popular belief, I don't like that movie. Yeah, I have bad. never liked that movie, and I actually have never sat down and watched the movie in its entirety. The musical, yeah, it's a yeah role I've seen it a can. bajillion times. But, like, no, no. I don't know why you would target that at me. I do my I I make an effort to avoid watching that. I will redirect I will the target the onto myself. I uh, do not care for Christmas. I do not care for Christmas music. Don't I do tell not care me you for like Christmas that films. Movie. But at some point in the future, we're going to rank Christmas movies, and and at some point in the future, I'm going to try to get that on the list of the top ten. It is in the top ten Christmas movies of all time. It's going to have to try very hard. It's a great movie. It's hysterical. Oh, so yeah. Flynn, you're an Me idiot. Me and Pretty are going to have to be really in sync to get that one out. We'll see. We'll list. see how it goes. So oh, rule number the one tables. is <laughs> rule number one is absurd. Um, rule number and two. And you didn't make it a pithy thing. You just like rambled on about a Christmas story, and now we have okay. to try to cater it to the masses. That's what Kevin, you do, Hope Camp. Kevin, what's the next rule? The second rule, and, and Flynn, I know you agree with me on this one, uh, due to recent things in, in, in all of our lives. So I drive a, I drive a truck. Uh, it's not a hybrid. Yeah, um, Kevin's a truck it's the guy. Biggest, it's the biggest of the vehicles of the four of us. And, and even I get in this situation having only one dog and only one toddler son where when I go driving to grandparents' houses for the holiday season, I am filled with anxiety about the fact that I'm unsure what is going to be expected that I will transport back to my home from those gatherings. Um, so here's the rule. You consult with the parents before buying large kids toys or items every time. I understand grandparents love being grandparents. I understand grandparents love um, spoiling grandchildren. I think it's what they're supposed to do, and I'm all for it. But you consult with the parent before so that we don't have these massive packages that somehow have to get back here and and end up in, a you know, like Flynn just moved. I just moved. I'm in a new house where everything has its place. I am 
already anxious about what happens when I'm coming home from Christmas and I now have a truckload of stuff to put in this house somewhere and I don't think I'm allowed to take a truckload of stuff that we currently own and throw it away um, and or give it away. So that's my biggest concern. And so I, I think it's okay if you want to buy the Tonka truck or the, the um, all sorts of stuff, right? But you consult with the parents ahead of time. There should not be any surprise gifts that are large in size at any family gathering over the holidays. The parent needs to know about it ahead of time. My, uh, my sister lives in Arizona now, and uh, I've essentially taken – she has to now travel in with Christmas gifts and then get on a plane with the gifts her and her family and her son get. Um, so I essentially ship the gifts to her house so as to make that a little bit better. It's just – I agree. Yeah, you, you, everyone's got constraints. Or you can just get a bigger truck, Kevin. I don't need a bigger truck. I shouldn't, I shouldn't <laughs> need a bigger truck. <laughs> Camp, what is rule number three for the holiday season? Man, I've got some rules, and I was actually honestly not expecting Pretty to be here, so I had some extra rules written down. Yeah, I got a couple, um, too. We might go through them. But, Pretty, I'm going to need you to get ready for this one, or maybe Flynn, you might be able to get ready um, for this one. Shout out to Wayne from Letterkenny. You don't <laughs> with tradition. You don't <laughs> blank with tradition. Um. It's everyone's got their own rituals, their own holidays, their own things. It's fun. Maybe it's weird. Maybe it's quirky. You know, we um, sing jingle bells and then happy birthday to Jesus at every family Christmas Eve. Uh, And one time my uncle started singing uh, jingle bell rock instead of jingle bells. And now we all make fun of him. And this has been going on for a decade. It's just you just don't mess with this stuff. Um, Everything's great. The food, all that stuff. Keep it rolling unless everybody's on board with the change. Um, traditions are great. It's what makes these things fun. So you don't you don't mess around with it. You know, Huffkin, I was thinking, uh, what if what if this year we gathered together at um, at your house and watched uh, DreamWorks instead? Everyone would have D M M DreamWorks Movie Marathon. Sounds great. Uh, 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 what, what do you think about that? Mega Mind first. God. He says eating cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I guess what we would make a big deal about Shrek One being watched. And excited about now. No, if I'm not, think, if I'm not cranking up the Lion King while everyone is really drunk around me, as I'm just sitting here listening to all of the songs and quoting the movie by myself, um, then we're not. Then, then I don't even want to host it. You know, I appreciate that response, but the only answer you needed to give me was no, Kevin. Why? Because you don't <laughs> mess with tradition. <laughs> Family tradition. My family, uh, we sing Bohemian Rhapsody every Christmas. <laughs> that's kind of awesome it, it actually it actually is pretty cool uh everybody sings along we do the whole seven minutes of it i play the whole thing it's great uh all right so rule four is um and this this might sound a little too specific so i'll try to broaden it a little bit respect the party time and how late you plan to stay and what i mean by that is if you're one of those people who is showing up uh, over at grandma's house or whatever, and you're like, oh, I'm going to leave, you know, right away. Don't park in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Find some other parking or something, because then you're going to make everyone else have to move their cars. If you are the person who is pulling all the way in, all the way up to the driveway, you better be one of the last people to leave the party. You have to have some cojones to park in someone's driveway when going to a party. One, one notable yeah. exception, uh, 
being uh, elderlies. That, yes, I was going to say if you my, transporting my family the transported my grandmother every Christmas because we lived one street over. Um, and we got the spot that was directly next to the stairs and we yep. were blocked in every time, which is fine. Uh, but because of that, we were also the first to leave. So um, that is a notable exception that I thought should be voiced. Yes, I agree. Sure. I would agree. I would agree. Sure. But I will also, though, never, ever, uh, if, I, if I'm not transporting my grandmother to a party, I, you will not see me being the person who pulls all the way into the driveway. I will always do street parking all the time, anytime. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That also, I just want to make an addendum. I feel like that rule should also, uh, you know, apply to respecting the start of the party time. You know, if, if it says, mm-hmm. family says, show up anytime after four, don't show up at 345. Because that is not after 4. Uh, no, you can show up at 345. You just stay in your car until 4 o'clock. Yes. That's all, actually what you should do. What you shouldn't do is show up at 445 when everyone expects you to be there on time. Any time after 4. Yeah, very, right. very My family different. has this. The, it is my, my uncle's Thanksgiving. Any time after 2, dinner's at 4 or 430. Yes, So any exactly. time between 2 and 4 is you fair game up. to show up if you're going to eat. Yep. No, Kevin's there at 1:45, uh, tapping his fingers Kevin's together in, the car. in his car. <laughs> <laughs> when can I go in? Is it time yet? No, no. Is nope. it one? Minute? Nope. <laughs> Kevin's that person. What at 1:59? He's like at the getting out of the car, starting yes. to walk in. Okay. Absurd. Absurd. Uh, okay. When, what's uh, the next one? Next rule is um, it, it's also kind of going off of what. Let's piggyback on what Hope Camp said. Oh um, my gosh! Dave, are you piggybacking? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, neither one, neither one of our backs are good for this. <laughs> so you should, you should, you should make it a tradition uh, to do something good for someone else, and that doesn't mean maybe giving a gift. Um, one of my favorite traditions that I've been doing with my dad for whenever I, I was probably five years old was we go we every christmas morning we go to the knights of columbus um and the knights of columbus does this big christmas feast uh for the less fortunate in the maysville community um that which includes having people come in and eat for free or they can call my my dad puts a, an ad out and gives his cell phone number out and people literally call him for a month straight saying i want this many dinners at this address and he we have a bunch of volunteers in the community um he gives addresses we take meals to people all over the the area so um that's my one thing that is a tradition that i also uh kind of get in the christmas spirit of giving back and helping other people um so that's my rule is to try to figure out something good you can do for other people that you're not doing kind of normally everyday life i respect this so much that's really good stuff it's also the reason I hate Christmas time, because um, there there are very few people who care about that stuff around Christmas time. The thing yeah. that drives me crazy about Christmas is, is you know it feels cliche to say, but the commercialism. But yeah. it's not only the commercialism; it's the way human beings care only about the what am I getting and not the what am I giving. And yeah. I think that that stuff drives me insane. So. Um, you know, it, it, if if there were no presents at Christmas time, but all you could do was like help out other people, it would be a much better holiday. That was my Christmas morning as a kid, was going down to the Knights of Columbus and helping the less fortunate. So it was like, you know, it, it wasn't me getting, you know, sometimes we would wake up and do presents and stuff like that. But oftentimes it was when I got older, just get up and go do some service in the community. So 
and much much like a classic piggybacking off of that has nothing to do with um, <laughs> not messing with tradition. It is just Flynn's own thing that he wanted to put on the rules, which is great, and I'm on board with it, and I think it's a great rule. Much better than your garbage first thing you said. Um, but please don't piggyback with me on that. <laughs> shameless shameless plug from uh, Jacob Pretty here. Uh, Pretty Family will be hosting their annual um, open house uh, to collect uh, donations for the Franciscan Kitchen. Uh, don't know the date yet, but when I do know, we'll announce it to all the pods. If you are in or near Louisville, you can certainly stop by. There will be music and there will be uh, festive spirits happening. Our the friend... only time I was ever like confirmed place, time, and, and date on that is from your sister. You have never yeah. once actually no, done I've, I've never done I went it. to I, it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, even think you were there. <laughs> I was not. Nope, I was not. But uh, but yeah, anyways. Uh, Kevin, you're up. What's the well, next one? I was, was going to say real quick, we have, we have a friend, Joe, a fraternity brother, Joe, and uh, his little sister, Maria, once did one of the most inspiring things I've ever heard of. She, while she was a, she might have been a freshman in high school, she was super young. She went to her mom and dad and said, I don't want any Christmas presents this year. I want you to take all the money that you would have thought about spending on Christmas presents instead, I want to pay for, there was a program in Louisville where people could pay for funerals for homeless people. And I think this was a homeless veteran even. Um, and, and they did. I, I, I don't remember the veteran part, but it might have been. But it was, I, I remember um, they did a little write-up about it, but it was this little girl who gave away all of her Christmas present money so that she could pay for a funeral for someone who was homeless. It was just a beautiful event, and I just thought, that is one person who really gets the whole point of Christmas. Um, she gets to have Christmas. Um, Flynn, I think it's great that your family used to do that on Christmas morning. I I'm racking my brain trying to figure out how that was the case, and you still turned out to be such a schmuck. Um, <laughs> that's the thing that I don't understand, what went you wrong. Know I can be uh, good it, one day a year and still okay, annoy I guess, you. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Okay, so an equally important and, um, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to make this too serious, um, but he did a serious one, and, and I think I need to do a serious one that's really important. Um, over the holiday season, which I, which I think is, you know, like Huff Camp really laid out, it's like Thanksgiving to New Year's. When you're with family and you're, and you're you know, you're gathering with people, friends and family. Uh, the rule is during the holiday season, it's never too early to start drinking. Um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's if it's noon. If you're going over there and you're going to eat the Christmas uh, dinner at, at two o'clock in the afternoon, because sometimes families do that, or Thanksgiving you, you have the early dinner because it's going to be a long day. Whenever you get there, if you get there at noon, there's no waiting till five o'clock. There's no waiting till dinner. It, there, there is no appropriate time to start drinking over the holiday season. You just do it. You know, my father-in-law built a tiki bar outside his pool at, at their house. And it's like the second we get there, we take the dogs out and they're running around. They're crazy. And the kids got grandparents. And so he's got people that want to hang out with him and he wants to hang out with them. And it's like, what's Kevin going to do? Um, I go to his kegerator and I pour a beer um, because it's time to relax because it's a stressful, crazy time. And it's a holiday season. Um, so in, during you the holiday pour season. pour a beer? Yeah. I feel like you never drink beer. Right. That's true. 
Um, I do but think that's one of I do his think best 11, of 11 o'clock or noon would be would be tough to start drinking bourbon. Um, not not too difficult to like have a mimosa or a beverage eggnog. that eggnog with bourbon in it. I mean, there's there's ways to not have to drink a beer. I I think that sure. But there's also something bad at you. Drink whatever you want. Go to the keg grader. It's not too early to start drinking. That's true. But of when I met my father-in-law, the four people on the Zoom call, beer. you're the least likely to drink beer. That's true. That's all we're saying. That is true. But in that case, in that specific case, that's a place that I often drink beer, and I don't think it's too early at any point in time. Agreed. Um, I'm not going to do this rule then because I think it's it's the other side of that coin. Um, and that's just, you know, eat what you want. Calories don't count that kind of thing. Like if you're watching, I mean, if you're just kind of like, Oh, I don't know if I should just do it. It's the holidays. Eat it. Don't worry about it. Work it off afterwards. Just be with friends, be with family, spend the time. Don't worry about eat good food. That's what you're here for. Um, but I'm not going to do that because I think it's never too early to start drinking covers that sentiment. Um, and I've got a cool name for this one. Well, hang this on. Rule, would you call, that's not piggybacking. Would you call that swine adjacent or <laughs> something like that? Backy pigging. We need a we, um, need a, pro, we need a proper term for side pig. Side pigging. You can go on now. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I think we should probably. <laughs> yeah. We'll just cut that out. That did not. <laughs> um, uh, this rule. This post. rule is uh, no hound dogs. And what I mean by that is you cannot bring hey, your hound dog. To- hey, pretty. When are you and Kat going to get engaged? When are y'all going to get married? Hey, oh, Flynn and God, Lauren, when are you going to yes. have another kid? Yes. Hey, oh, Andrew, are you ever going to get a girlfriend? Um, yes. The answer is, yeah, I'm dating one now and she's awesome. So suck it, uncles and aunts that won't shut up about it. Um, yeah, it's just especially the kid one. Mm. Um, is it you time just, for another one? There's there's a lot that goes into that that are a lot of people aren't privy to, um, especially if it's an aunt or an uncle. You don't see that often. So no hound dogs, all of that stuff, unless you have that type of relationship where it's, you know, hey, are you all are you all thinking about another one anytime? And, and you're having an actual conversation, but you're not like, hey, let's do this. When are you going to do this? When's this going to happen? Life Dude. events happen at the time of the in place that the people that are involved in them directly want them to happen at our wedding. Someone came up, and I can't remember who did. Someone came up and asked Lauren and I, so when are you having kids, or when are you trying for kids? And I just said, right now, and I grabbed her hand and walked away. And I made it real <laughs> awkward for that person. Uh, but that's what you get for for asking such a stupid question at a stupid time. Because you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what people want. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, I don't, I don't really think that that's a... I don't think that there's really ever an appropriate time. Like, mm. I... Like you, you were like, maybe if you have the relationship, no. I mean, like, even if you have the relationship, I will tell you, like, if I want you to know if we're trying or if we're getting engaged or whatever, right. you just, just let, I guess, let us have I guess that. the, the only, the thing that popped in, I literally looked at Flynn and we had just sort of talked about their willingness or desire to possibly have another kid recently when I was up there. Um, yeah. And I was like, well, I mean, I wasn't hounding him. We just kind of, it came up in conversation yeah, um, that's that's different. That, that's so not, that's that's not straight up asking them. Sure, like, sure, you sure, know. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Out of nowhere, um, first is, time you've seen. <laughs> <one of> you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that is a weird. That was that was a crazy episode of you. Anyway, you got pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it went down. <laughs> right. No, that's different. That ho camp. That is 
such a good rule like that and you know when you said it it made sense because uh i mean people just stopped asking cat and i because it had been so long they were just like eh. so then when i actually did propose last year it turned into oh okay finally so that was great which um, is which is kind of like I feel like they should be happier, or like they should like that that cheapens oh, no, the celebration a little bit. I everyone mean, was happy. I don't but... know, but it's like oh, finally, as opposed to like oh, that's awesome, congrats. Yeah, you know, like well, sure. uh, y'all did it when y'all did it when you wanted of, to when you were ready. It's freaking amazing. Speaking of congrats, uh, our, our our step bourbon bro uh, Dan Cizak got engaged last week, so that happened. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, step bourbon bro Dan. Um, I, I'm gonna... I will say the the first time um, we ever met his uh, his fiance, they had been dating for about five minutes, and um, he brought her over to a bonfire, and I was a hound dog the entire evening, asking him if they had any announcements and if he was going to propose that evening. Um, so um, and she uh, stuck with him. Some she for some did. Reason. She she. <laughs> She stuck with him, and uh, and he's an odd duck, but uh, but we love him, and we're excited for him. So if you if you know if you're friends with with Step Bourbon Rodan, give him a, give him a little congrats. I uh, I have to tell this story because uh, I don't know if it will ever be more appropriate than now. Uh, I am now at the stage in my relationship where if you drive to Lexington to get a bagel sandwich at your girlfriend's favorite bagel shop. Uh, it's like a nice little day trip. And then you go to a uh, scenic distillery and walk around uh, in the like scenic portion and look at her lovingly when you're off by yourself and it's cold and your hands are in your pocket. Signals get mixed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am not engaged, uh, but apparently... There was a moment where uh, she thought I, we were about to be engaged. So <laughs> I'm at whatever yeah, you, point in the relationship gotta, that is. You got to sort of shut <laughs> that really down early on. Kristen well, I mean, tells but it's like it's a nostalgic thing. We did a trip together. It was like one of her favorite things from college and grad school and everything. So, I mean, it was a meaningful experience yeah. and the, a scenic moment in a private moment in that experience in that day. And I realized as after I did it, I was like, oh, <laughs> That's probably going to yeah, bite me in we, the ass later. <laughs> Kristen tells the story that we, we went to my cousin's wedding in New Jersey. And um, and we, we had made plans. We'd been dating for quite some time. We had made plans to then spend the weekend in the city together. And um, I, I, I had more forethought than you have, Camp. We're like the, right before we left, I was like, I took her hands and I was like, I will not be proposing on this trip. So at no point when we're walking through Central Park and the moment feels perfect, should you at any point get your hopes up. <laughs> and, uh, and that was, you know, it, it, it probably screwed me later on because a year later I did the same thing. We went to Central Park and I, we, I proposed in Central Park and we were in, um, we were in the ice rink in Central Park right after the day after we watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. So it's freezing cold, walk around in jackets. And I was, we were ice skating and I was getting tired and I was like, let's go stand in the middle for a minute. And she was like, nope, nope, I do not want to go to the middle of the Central Park um, because she was essentially telling me, if you're going to propose right now, don't. And I wasn't <laughs> going to. I had planned, because that's not Kristen. She doesn't want a big public thing. But she had it in her head because I had, because we went to New York and I didn't tell her 
at no point will there be a proposal <laughs> that she had it in her head that it, it, it could happen. And so any moment where it felt like it might, she she had some things to say. So um, it all worked out, though. But that that is funny. Uh, yep. I did. Real, I had to tell her. Thing. I was like, you know what? You're right. We'll have to stop doing fun, sentimental, personal <laughs> things one on one until we're until I'm proposing. Um, she didn't like that idea either. For, for how so long? I don't know how to win. <laughs> weeks? You think that's weeks away? Um, you think you'll have to stop doing those things for months? Uh, Just... Read rule number seven. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice. Way to uh, wrap it back cl- up. Close this out. Yeah, rule number eight. Real, real simple, real easy. Not much to talk about. Um, respect all the holidays. Uh, I personally celebrate Christmas. Uh, I do have many family who are Jewish. Uh, I have uh, some other family, uh, you know, who choose not to celebrate uh, any particular, um, you know, festive holiday, and that's fine. So I, I personally, I try to make an active conscious decision if I'm saying some type of greeting to a group of people I don't know. I try to do a general happy holidays, something a little, you know, just respecting all holidays. That's my that's my rule number eight. Yep. Um, quick, quick note on that rule: respecting holidays that you don't celebrate. I will disrespect Christmas all day long. Oh, yeah, <laughs> really good point. Because I celebrate it, I disrespect. Really, really good point. That's great. Really good point. Those, those are some solid rules. Solid rules. Pretty. Do you want to recap it? No, because I didn't write any of them down. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no chance. You were. You know, weren't you the only one of us that was secretary? Come on. Yeah. So we and, didn't. We, uh, we weren't sure. We weren't sure Pretty was going to be here, and so I, I I wrote three. I don't know if you guys wrote three, but I, I'm curious your opinion on what would have been my third rule, which is Christmas decorations are acceptable after Thanksgiving and before New Year's Eve. Any time uh, before or after that is inappropriate. Kevin, we were about one day off. I said Christmas decorations are acceptable starting December 1st and should be taken down by January 1st. I, I'm okay with, like, it's the day after Thanksgiving, Go get your Christmas tree, um, because a lot of people like us, like we will travel for Christmas for what will feel like forever. And so, Kristen wants to have a nice tree in the house, and we do a real tree and stuff. So I want her to have time with it and enjoy it. And if we're not going to be here around that that week or so, you know, I'm okay with extending the time. So after Thanksgiving, I used to say, my birthday is December fourth. And we will not celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, until we celebrate the birth of one Kevin Reynolds. And so December 5th was the appropriate day. But I've since, out of love for my wife, you know, brought that up to the day after Thanksgiving is fine for people to start putting Christmas decorations up. But, like, people are putting them up now. And it's November 16th, and I have a problem with that. There's a Christmas tree in a window on the street, and I always want to egg their house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually extend mine to January 6th, um, you know, little Easter, Easter or little, yeah, that's what I meant. Little yeah, Christmas. So I, uh, when the wise men arrive, that's when, that's when I close it out. But, um, I think this is a solid rule. So I'll recap it pretty since you don't write things down. Yep. Uh, Flynn's absurd hot take, which we now have as a rule is no, uh, no Christmas story, only background of family gatherings. Uh, Kevin's yep. almost equally long winded rule consult with the parents before buying large kids, uh, large kids toys. Uh, third rule is you don't mess with tradition. Uh, four, respect the party time vis-a-vis the driveway space. Uh, do something good for someone else. That's Flynn's wholesome rule number five. It's never too early to start drinking. Uh, rule number six. Rule number seven is no hound dogs. And rule number eight, respect all the holidays. 
And we did it. We have fixed Christmas. Kevin and I are no longer Scrooges. Humbug. Bah, humbug. Cheers. I finished another bowl. I'm going to pour another one. <laughs> it took Whoa. longer than the first one. It did. You're I am slowing, slowing down. down. It is It is creeping up my esophagus. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Kevin, I believe you put yourself to introduce this next segment, so let's uh, let her rip. This podcast is rank. Ew. All right. So as you may have seen... CSI Las Vegas is back. The uh, the show which started in 2000 and and somehow stayed on until 2015, which kind of baffled me as I was doing my research, um, is back from its six year hiatus. So I'm specific talking specifically about CSI Las Vegas. Um, and there are several members of the the sort of OG cast in prominent roles, namely Sarah and Gil Grisham, um, and. <laughs> I, I, they're really there just to sort of hook the nostalgic millennials like me into watching um, because I remember in in high school chemistry class we would watch CSI um, because it, it got people excited about what chemistry was and all that kind of stuff and and you know at colleges all across the country in the early 2000s started forensic um, uh, criminal justice programs forensic chemistry programs um, and so, you know, I, I, the, the storyline is sort of absurd. I've been watching, and it's really, like, it's so clear that... The amount of content you consume sometimes, Kevin, it's impressive. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I'm still watching Scrubs, in case anyone's curious. Uh, I'm on season five, and uh, I'm getting real close to stopping, because it gets, it gets bad real quick. Um, but, but anyway... The characters, Sarah and Gil, and them, they're, they're in there, and they've got this specific task they're trying to do, and they're pretending like they're going to be around forever, but it's so transparent that they're not. They're just there to hook us while they try to get us to fall in love with these characters that are, like, actually the main characters of the show now. Um, and they're doing an okay job of it. But, but anyway, this reboot got me thinking. Uh, what are the best crime scene detective dramas of all time? And so I conferred with my cohorts here, and we decided it was time to offer up the official Bourbon and Brothers podcast, definitive, proven, unequivocal list of the best detective crime dramas of all time in this next edition of This Podcast is Rank. In this case, we will go with the order uh, most likely to, uh, in my opinion, do time behind bars, uh, which means Hubcamp's up first, I'm second, Pretty's third, and Flynn is fourth. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go curious. last. Yeah, I'm curious why you put yourself second and Pretty above Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't are, you, are you embezzling? Are you doing shady things with Thomas Moore? <laughs> uh, no. I can tell you he is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not. But I also think um, I think there's some stuff I'd be willing to go to jail for, Hove. Okay? If I want to stand up for what's right sometimes, I'm willing to put my mouth where my money is and go to jail. Um, I think Pretty is the, is the more uh, influenceable of the, the remaining two gents. Uh, and so I think we could convince Pretty to do something that puts him in jail. And I think Flynn has a kid and would, would probably say, nah, man, I, I got a kid. I'm good. So that's why they're, they're where they are. 
Um, this is just decided. The uh, <laughs> the order is going to go Hovcamp, Kevin, Pretty, Flynn. We all have one challenge card, one veto card. I'm not going to, in episode 38, uh, talk to you about what the this podcast's rank format is because we shouldn't need to at this point. What are the best definitive, proven crime scene detective dramas of all time? Hove? Um, so, so I do have a separate We're one, going to 10. But, We're going to 10, by the way. Well, Top yeah, 10. Figured. If we don't put it here on this list, I don't know where we will ever be able to rank this show. It is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's not as dramatic as most of the other shows on this list, but Psych is not a sitcom. It's not a sitcom. It is. <laughs> I was going to be so mad if you all didn't let me put Psych procedural. on this list. <sighs> it is a cop show. It's a detective show. It's just funny as well. Um, so I think it's got to qualify for this list. Now Kevin will veto it one, but that's where it belongs. Um, yeah, so I'm putting Psych I am, up there. I'm going to veto it at one. It it is a great show. I'm sure. Um, but it when I looked at this, and you know, I, I talked to it. It was funny. I made my list, printed it out, so my list has not changed. But I after dinner tonight, our friend Liz Why came over and I print it. What? Why did it's you old school like that? Because now it's written in ink. Yeah, now it's in ink. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so I asked Kristen and and our friend Liz, who was over for dinner tonight. I said, you know, just curious, what do you guys think? And they gave me all this different stuff to say, and I'm not gonna say any of it, but um, <laughs> but. The one thing that the way I phrased it to them essentially was, what's the best TV crime drama of all time? And and if it's not NCIS, how isn't it like NCIS is just the it's the only it's the one that's been on long enough to still be relevant and exciting for everybody who watches it. Um, There have been main characters killed there been main characters who've left and it still is a phenomenal show. Um, it somehow takes the character who played Fez and makes him look like a badass um, yeah, in, in the more thing. recent seasons. But I, I just, I just think NCIS is the is I, like w- with no disrespect to Psych, I just don't really believe that that it's true that it's better as a crime drama than NCIS. It is so different, and so I, I understand it's like. Psych is not on my list because it's nothing like anything else on my list, but it is awesome. But I think NCIS. Oh, so we is have to conform one. to some obscure set of standards in order to qualify for your list. You can't. Yes. You can't fit the bill and also be a little different. How is this news to you that I have an absurd set of standards for most things, and someone has to conform to those to matter? No, it's not. I just wanted you to voice it. I just wanted to point it out. Normally, I'm, I agree with your set of rules, but I think this time you're you're hor- horrifically. Ignoring I'm not going to do anything about amazing. it. Um, I, I, it's fine. I would yeah, like to. I don't love it, but I would like to. Just clarifying, Kevin, did you veto or did you challenge? Because you just explained why you thought. Oh, he that, immediately uh, said veto. Huff oh, okay. up first. I'm up next. I vetoed, and then explained why NCS NCS needed to be there at one, which is why I vetoed. Honestly, he's going to diatribe anyway. This was actually a more efficient way to do it. That is Thank very you. true. That's very true. true. Good call. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, NCIS is like bottom 10 for me, but I feel like I can't argue and convince Flynn and Hovecamp of any of Absolutely these ones that can. I want to Absolutely can. Yes, you can. I've never watched it. I've just heard it's, it's good. Table Lord, pretty I've never watched NCIS. Yourself here. 
I will. Just I will. Okay. There's so I, I think I know at least one of the shows you might be putting this up there. This is table and talk. I might be and this is absurd. I'm going to challenge with Sherlock. Yes, move because on. Because <laughs> I don't even need to hear an argument. That's that that's that's absolutely true. Honestly, um it's better the than, twist, than NCIS. The twist in Sherlock, the twist in Sherlock are just you can't you can't beat that. I never uh, I never really got into Sherlock. It was not a lack of appreciation for its quality. Um Sherlock's I've all been voting Sherlock. Benedictine Cucumber <laughs> Snatch is a great five. actor as I, well. I, so I, I have Sherlock at five. I think it's incredible. It deserves to be on this list. I I think that most people who have seen all of both would disagree with you. Um, but again, you're, you're comparing Sherlock is such a, a wild card because there are many movies and not every week TV shows. So it's not the same thing. It, it oh, counts. Of course. It, it, it's not. <laughs> it counts, but it is not the same thing. So I lose that I lose. And Sherlock is the best <laughs> detective crime drama of all time. Because he I is agree. the best I agree that it, I had it. I was going to put it up. I had it at about three to five range, probably probably closer to five. But uh, NCIS, oh, I agree with pretty at the back end. All right, pretty, you're up again. Oh, this is fun. All right, uh, number two, uh, I'm tossing in Prison Break. <laughs> Great. All right, easy. Challenge with Psych. <laughs> That's amazing. Psych wins. Yeah, it does. Yeah. He's just mad. And yeah, it's psych. That's great. Yep. All right. That Honestly, was... I ha- psych's higher ranked than Prison Break for me, but yeah. Uh, That's great. Well, pretty, pretty. That was the most amazing thing you've ever done. Thank you. <laughs> Thwarted Kevin and got him to spend a card on I it. I want to say that that was that was. I don't care. I'm so proud of you right now. I don't care. <laughs> you you all telling telling me NCIS is so far down your list only means that your lists are terrible and this is going to go poorly for me. So why not just do something great? Throw a bone to Hope <laughs> Camp and Flynn. Psych is a, Psych is great. It's just it so is great. Different. Psych is great. It is very different, but it's great. All right, uh, Flynn. Love it. Have Flynn. it. Uh, all right, I'm going to go with the classic, uh, CSI Las Vegas. Yeah, that should be there. I almost, I almost challenge. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to challenge with Breaking Bad. Oh. That is not a crime drama. How is it not? No. It's about no. crime. <laughs> no, 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 no. The protagonist has to be the detective or police. It, 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 the protagonist in that film is you could argue Hank is, is the protagonist. No, Hank is the protagonist. And there you go. He's a cop. Uh, no, 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 not Hank. I'm sorry. Walter White is the, is the protagonist in that in that show. It it doesn't count. He's the antagonist. He's the main character. He's an antagonist. If it doesn't count, it doesn't, I'll it retract doesn't count. it. I don't think it counts. It, okay, it, great it show. It's, great yeah. show. It, it's not a crime drama. It's a, it's definitely ranked it a crime it is, drama. It is ranked according to IMDb. It is ranked under crime TV shows. No. Breaking Bad. I don't think it I mean, it's, it's a drama that is about crime in which the two of the main character, like the other main character is a cop. Like you get to see the cop side of it too. Serial drama, The other main character drama. is Jesse, not well, okay. Hank. And, and Hank is a main character. I'm just saying that there in are some seasons. Yes, that, I'm that with you. There are that, the investigation and the buildup of his empire he, are all part of it. I think hear, it counts. Hear, hear me say this. When I came up with this, topic for us to rank he was, i was thinking CSI, detective CSI type shows CSI not incredible dramas where crimes take place i that is I'm that is you, overly it, reductive of what breaking bad is again the investigation is huge in that the characters of the investigation matter just as much as the main character 
of the crime that's being committed. It's fine. It doesn't count. It is different. No, no, no. I, I just, by if a, it's not, a, if you, a, you have detective slash crime drama, and if that's not a crime drama, then nothing that we have is. By a unanimous vote, I can be overturned, but I will, I will not accept it otherwise. I think it counts. I do not. Okay. It does not count. That's fine. So I'm well, going to keep, I'm keeping my challenge. I half my list. Okay. You keep <laughs> yeah. your challenge. All right. So um, what, what did you put up? The thing that started most of it, like that, that really made these shows work. Yeah. Okay. The one episode of CSI Las Vegas, I, I still remember to this day that uh, one of the guys gets buried alive and they have a camera in the coffin uh, and they give him a gun and the light and they're, they're trying to find him. I mean, that's still like to this day, I could, I could tell you the progression of that episode is crazy. And with that, I'm also done with my uh, crunch berries. So, uh, debt paid. Well done. Um, there are there are what 99 things left on the, uh, or 88 on the grid things of, left uh, on nine the... by nine grid. Yeah. I'm gonna do True Detective. Dang. It, that first season of True Detective is probably one of the best season, like shows. And then it just went period. to crap. The second season I actually did not watch, but the third season is very very good as well. True Detective. I mean, it's call it a limited series. If you're going to say Sherlock's bending of the rules and mini movies is a thing, True Detective season one boosts it up there. It's absolutely incredible. Uh, I would watch that season. That season is better than everything that I've seen that is on my list. Um, You guys can do something. I'm not. I mean, that's just my old my old take of uh, objectivity. I've never seen it, so I don't... I've already used a challenge, and I don't feel like I should veto it because I've heard great things about it and have not heard bad things about it. All right, so. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to put up Bones. Yes, Ooh. Bones wins. Little Emily oh Deschanel. That is an absurd take that Kevin was way too quick on. No, wow. Bones, Bones, is, Bones is number two on my list. Bones is phenomenal. What? Evan, I, how I much? Love Bones. I have a question. How much of your TV watching would you say is the same as um, a fifty-five-year-old man that sits down and turns on CBS every night? Um, <laughs> you just described. Kevin. I want to. I want to rephrase your question. Am I married to a woman who is essentially a fifty-five-year-old man who turns on the TV to fall asleep at night? Yes. What does she watch every single night when she goes to bed for the the past seven years we've been married? Bones. She's probably watched the series start to finish a hundred times. I will not be able to sleep in the bed for a year if I don't defend Bones in this situation. <laughs> it sounds Bones. like you would. If you just turn on Bones, you'll climb in there in five minutes and she won't know because you'll be out. Because it's not that great. You fall asleep to it. You don't yeah, fall true. asleep watching True Detective. That's true. You used Bones to fall asleep awesome. to Lord of the Rings and, uh, okay. and that Transformers. Is, that is okay? very different. I was uh, <laughs> <me>. very drunk. <laughs> he also didn't... He don't, he, Transformers wasn't just to fall asleep to, but here's what I'm saying. <laughs> Bones, Bones is a great show, and I think it's I think it's among the best of the the ones in the genre that I was thinking of when making my list. Well, pretty pretty, you either vote for Bones or vote for True Detective. I'm gonna go with the show that I've actually watched and do enjoy because it's the crime drama version of New Girl. Uh, Bones wins. You guys have ruined. We're gonna have this to list. unpack that. That uh, characterization at some point, but I'm okay with it. Um, They're sisters. It's Emily and Zoe. I understand. What? Yes, that, River Phoenix that, and Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix are also brothers. Very but I don't think though. anyone's confusing anything River Phoenix has done with the Joker. <laughs> well, River Phoenix, <laughs> R.I.P.
so there's that. Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, not Mike the Gabe. point. Jeez. Okay. Okay. It's not back to me. I, you kept Flynn challenged Kevin's it. Up. Kevin's up. Kevin's up. I'm up. NCIS. <laughs> I'm not going to veto it. Is this number five? Yeah. Okay. It can be five. There's other things I got to save this veto for. So I got both mine and I... I'm going to flint this thing and just load up the back end. Uh-oh. I'm writing it down in ink. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. NCIS is whatever on the list. I'll, I don't want to. Hope Camp, there is one that I think you will nominate, so I will leave that to you. I'm trusting that you will. You should not. Pretty good. No, I will. I'm going to trust it. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to put uh, this will. Okay, we'll see. Castle. I love cats. Let me let me just also say <laughs> that we were totally fine. Of course you. We were totally castle. fine with Prison Break being on here, and I feel like Prison Break and Breaking Bad have are way more similar than you guys are giving credit. Right. Well, that's that's why. To be honest, that's why I'm pivoting off of Prison Break right now because I feel like, I mean, nobody opposed Prison Break initially, right? So I, let me let me. Uh, no, nobody opposed Prison Break, but let me just say one thing about Castle real quick. I. When I might have spoke too soon and said I love Castle, I, I I've seen every episode of Castle because of Kristen, um, <laughs> and we both agree that it was among the best of these shows um, for a long time, and then became trash in the last season because yeah. the main characters Castle and Beckett, their actors, the actors themselves hated each other, and so it ended prematurely. So they just sort of forced a last season. Um, it, it, and then it was terrible. Like the last season was like worse than the last season of Scrubs. It almost ruined the whole show forever. So if Castle doesn't make the list because of the last season, I'm fine with it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna. I also, put, ha- I also have it on at number nine on my list. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and actually use a challenge here. Um, I'm gonna challenge with the wire. Yep. I have not seen either, so I need I need a case. God. Okay. Um, here's what I'm gonna do. Well, I've not also not seen The Wire. Um, uh, I can't in good faith support Castle at six, so I'm gonna put it to the number. So like basically, no matter what we say, Flynn might vote one way. You're just gonna vote the other for the number. No, I'm saying we're we yeah whatever okay, he votes. An, okay. I'm saying it's an, I'm putting it to the number challenge. Okay, random. So, well, random. Real, real, real quick, The Wire is highly regarded as one of the like best of these of all time because best it is um, yes. very unique um, to like really actually give uh, rise and uh, screen time to the criminals, their motives, and what's going on in their life as well as the detectives that are following them. Um, very awesome. Uh, just great show. Really just a phenomenal show. Um, HBO gets to do, I think, more fun things with these crime dramas than a lot of than CBS does, Kevin which is why a lot of those shows are better and you haven't seen them somehow. Um, So I have to, no, who texts numbers? I have forgotten. You text a number to me. No, I challenged. So So I have to pick the number. Right. Yeah. You two text the number to me. I text the number to Flynn. Also, uh, since I didn't get to give a quick summary of Castle, uh, Castle is bones except instead of, a uh, 
woman so, so who's not that like, good. <laughs> instead of a woman who's like a, a scientist analyst, he is a writer who tags along with the buddy cop friend. And uh, yeah, um, uh, Bones is also a writer, uh, but okay. Number received. The only time I ever win these numbers is when I just is when Kevin chooses the number and I have agreed with Kevin. So I don't love that I get to choose this number as the challenger. Just look me in the eye. That would involve the camera. It's hard to do. There's definitely a a solid glare glare coming from your old man. Um, Oh, that's not any better. Put the glasses back on. Have we tried glasses (laughs) down here up? (laughs) Um, What's your your number, Ogab? Let me me not another teen movie. Number two. Number two. It is number one. (laughs) (laughs) This is is by far the, the best that this this ranking thing has ever gone for me this is amazing yeah you're 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 killing so it so castle is the sixth best <laughs> detective wow. Gotcha of all time pretty is ruining this list again the list uh, is awesome. the, for me for me the list of sherlock and psych is fine i i let csi, CSI, CSI las, las vegas, vegas yeah. be up there whatever that's too high for me because just because you're the first doesn't mean you're doing it the best all right I'm but up. it's I'm it's up. really gotten bad I'm up, and it's Dexter. Yes. I, I thought about that challenge, so I'm, I'm good with that. I honestly thought you were going to veto that. I thought you hated Dexter. I also watched I, uh, I watched the first episode of the new season, and it's, it's what you expect. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what I'm expecting. <laughs> it's a reboot. It means it's a reboot. It's like trying to show things that happen that, made, that make all the fans go, oh, my God, they're doing that thing they used to do. But yeah. it's still just the same crap, and they all look older, and they have to find some way to justify the fact that he's back. And he's and in Canada. He's... Oh, good. Is well, that, was, that was made Hall? very clear from the last time. Um, who's up? Who's up you, next? You're up, Hove. Oh, you're good. Because Dexter's staying. Yeah, so eight, no, we're looking for number eight. Okay, there's some shows that I, you know what, I'm going to put this one up here because I think it's going to hold Justified. Yep, that's the one I was hoping you'd put up. And as a bourbon drinking podcast, you got to put the bourbon drinking crime show up. From Justified Kentucky. is great. Raylan Gibbons. Fine. Fine. I have not seen Justified. Timothy Oliphant. It's Kevin. You should actually watch. Just so Justified. we're clear, heading you into number Justified. nine, what is the lay of this land? I have I have not seen Justified. Uh, number Kevin, nine. Kevin is out of everything. Pretty yep. is got a veto. And Flynn has a veto? And I, I have, have a veto. A veto. So yes. this is about to get real interesting. We have three so vetoes in two spots. Let me, let me tell you where I'm at at number nine. We will be the laughing stock of the um, detective crime drama community if we don't we put A. We already are. We, we, will not, we will be the laughing stock if we do not put A, Law and Order, on this list. My personal opinion is is that Law and Order Criminal Intent is actually a better show than Law and Order SVU. But I think that the majority of human beings who watched both would disagree. But the majority of human beings who have taste will agree. So I'm choosing Law and Order Criminal Intent at number nine. Veto. I have a question. Yep. Would you have vetoed at SVU? Yes. I would have vetoed any Law and Order. I don't that like is Law the, and Order. That is so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I think Law and Order. 
I'm, I SVU over C, over criminal intent, though. I think that's that's fair. But here we are. Okay, so number nine is. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. I'm sorry for vetoing you. Uh, I'm not sorry. Um, I, I need to inquire to see if this if you all will count this before even submitting it. Yes, murder will, she wrote counts. Not what I was gonna say. Will okay. we count Ozark? No. Not if not if Breaking Bad doesn't okay. count. They're, okay. They're in okay. the same That's genre. What I, all right, cool. Then uh then uh Brooklyn nine nine. Sitcom, sitcom, not a crime drama. What? It's a sitcom, not a crime drama. Okay, fine. Yeah, then, psych uh, only counts because these idiots think it's not a sitcom. So. It's not a sitcom. <laughs> okay. Uh, the new Batman Adventures, the animated series. I think no superheroes, too. That feels <laughs> what very is the matter? Just get in the genre you know Daredevil. we're Daredevil. I'm going to go with... Prison Actually, break. I, did, I did have Daredevil and Punisher both on my list, but Prison yeah, Break. Yeah, sure you did. Thank you. Prison Break, Jesus. number nine. Still feel like if we allow Prison Break, we should have allowed Breaking Bad. But I love Prison Break, so it's fine. It's one of the most frustrating shows to watch. And now, <laughs> and now, hang on. I think this is what's about to happen. Flynn, are you good Flynn with Prison Break there? ten. Yeah. And Eddie's million dollar cook off no, is no, no, number no. ten. It's not, that's not that's not what's about to happen. Flynn is about to do number ten. Hold up. I'm probably going to veto it, and then I'll do number ten, and then he'll veto it. <laughs> and then I get to choose. And then Kevin gets to choose number 10. So, so I, I uh, either veto Prison Break now or Kevin gets the last pick. You oh, didn't man. veto Prison Break. We moved on. Yeah, we did. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm going to veto Prison Break. Y- y- you don't get to veto Prison Break. We moved on. Have some integrity, Flynn. You didn't veto it. <laughs> I didn't think that was decided yet. All right, let's you all take, let's, let's take a vote. We'll maybe, And I'm going to let the numbers decide. When you, when, you listen, veto. <laughs> when you listen to this back, you will not be proud of yourself if you veto at this moment because you didn't veto it. First off, Flynn will absolutely be just fine with it. He has no moral compass. Yeah, for sure. Fair. <laughs> okay Flynn has no moral compass. <laughs> I, I veto. Uh, and number nine is the blacklist. Well, I veto and Kevin gets number 10 anyway. Great. <laughs> Huffcamp, what's number nine? No, you're up, Huffcamp. He just yeah, Hope gets nine, and Kevin will get ten. Right, he vetoed oh, you. Damn it. So what's number nine, Hove? Well, I'm torn between The Wire and True Detective, and I do... It sh- is I shocking that break. neither of those have made it up uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to do True Detective, because I do think that, again, I had it up way higher. Um, and as soon as I actually asked Allison what I should do, she goes, well, True Detective has to be up there. And I agree. It's amazing. So True Detective is number nine. Okay. That just, scene alone, and if you've seen True Detective, you know the scene. Listeners, if you've seen True Detective, that scene alone probably makes it number, like, top five. Auto. Yeah, you, you've, you've put me in a position where I now have an audience to diatribe with, and so I want to say a couple oh things. Oh, my God. Um, I, think there, I think there is one CBS crime drama that actually would be okay on this list, and you didn't put it on there, and I'm astounded by it. Law & Order SVU, Law & Order Criminal Intent, Columbo, and Murder, She Wrote are all on my top ten list. Oh, glad this was not Kevin's list. Right? Good God. <laughs> those are we all did. on my top ten <laughs> list. Guys, the three of us on this one, we did it. Those are better than, they sh- than, than what you put up. But here's what I'm going to put at number ten. Criminal Minds. 
Oh, that's a really good. That's really people good. People, criminal love minds, is very criminal good. minds, including my the, wife. That was the one I thought that yep. uh, should be on the list. That's that's the CBS one that I think is actually the yep. best version I, of what CSI I, started. I hear you. We are going to hear some stuff from Law and Order people. Um, yep. But what uh, Law and Order people do you know? I live with one. There's a lot of Law and Order people. I wouldn't too. say I, she's not a Law and Order people, but after True Detective, when I posited this to to quarantine, was I'm a sucker for SVU too. Like those, those were like the first two things that came out of her mouth. Criminal Minds, Castle, Bones. I would all watch over Law and Order any day of the week. Mm-hmm. I hear you, but I'm just saying. So let me recap our list. Yeah, yeah. recap uh, the list. Here's the list uh, written down in ink. Uh, though I did have to scratch out Prison Break because Flynn's a jackass. Um, (laughs) Number one is Sherlock. Number two is Psych. That is also written in ink. Yep, number two is Psych. (laughs) Number three is CSI Las Vegas. Four is Bones. Five, NCIS. Six is Castle. Seven, Dexter. Eight, Justified. Nine, True Detective. And ten, Criminal Minds. They are the... Bourbon and Brothers Podcast official. This podcast is ranked rankings... Of the best TV detective crime dramas. I do have one question. Did did anyone ask for this over camp? No, I have to point something out um, before I get into before I answer your question. Um, There are an absurd amount of one word show titles in this. Mm. Oh, you had to point that out. (laughs) I did. I just know. I'm looking at this list, and it's like Sherlock, Psych, CSI, which is sure. Just letters, That's but it's all words. one word at this point. It's three letters. Uh, it's it's letters and one word. So Sherlock, Psych, CSI, Bones, NCIS, more just letters, Castle, Dexter, Justified. We go through eight before we do two words. I, I think CSI <laughs> is specifically Las Vegas because the other CSIs only, were bad. Only because they did spinoffs. Right, I'm just saying. CSI was a standalone, like, well, it was a standalone show. Anyway, you didn't ask for any of it. I even made it worse there at the end. <laughs> so did. have a drink on us, uh, and enjoy uh, this podcast later. Uh, how do I sign these things off? Have a drink on us. We'll <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. I'm back, baby. I'm back in the saddle again. Got a serious Betty White type thing with Angela Lansbury, so I just want to say Murder She Wrote is, is great. That's going on the ending. <laughs> I'm just thankful that Kevin keeps it age appropriate for himself. <laughs> <laughs>